It ain't me, baby. Not tonight. Not tonight. High atop the west side of Cherry Hill. It's the short show. Maybe real short. All right, kill the music. It's a great song. Don't want to defame it. But, you know, it's a better song when we win. And uh, here we are, high atop the west side of Cherry Hill. A little bit under the weather. Not because of the loss. Under the weather anyway. And then the loss on top of that. So we'll run through a short show tonight. Not a whole lot to cover when you get three hits and three walks. And you're 0 for 4 with runners in scoring position. Yada, 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 yada. Um Hats off to um, our starting pitcher tonight. And I got a, a, um, a text during the game. Let me see if I can locate this. Uh, on Ranger, that through his three starts, there we go, best ERA in postseason history, minimum five starts. Ranger Suarez, 094 and the gentleman I had in St. Mary's Cemetery um, the other day, prematurely may I Sandy Koufax. Boy, was he great. 0.95. And Christy Matheson, 1.06. Now, here's a guy that's writing history, okay, currently, the best ERA in postseason. And it's not, not like one of these fluke things where you're uh, – Seeing the ball paddled all over the yard with great catches and stuff like that. This this guy's earning his stripes. He's he's pitching his butt off. Zero point nine four ERA, and this guy can't get the ball through the sixth or seventh inning. I think that situation at times can be a joke, and we tolerated it the first two times. It worked out okay, but I thought tonight it was. Uh, I I thought our skipper tonight had not only the worst game of the playoffs of all the games I watched this year, this was easily the worst game he's had. Some horrific moves. And uh, we're going to talk about the batting order because, you know, you have to react to the losses, celebrate the wins, and, and, and react to the losses, right? But in my opinion, he goes uh, at least through five, completes, and into six, and then you just shove everybody back in the bullpen. All right. So if I can get, if he, I mean, let's face it, if he's going to get two innings out of, out of our big guy, the lefty, the lights out best closer in baseball right now. Well, he's not being used as a closer. What are we going to call him? Middle relief, right? Setup guy. Anyway, Alvarado right now is pure filth. Okay. He is uh, unbelievable. Lights out. I mean, he, He's already that way on his 101-mile-an-hour fastball, coming off a mountaintop, falling in front of him. But when that menacing look, so and that lefty over the top. Can you imagine what that must look like in the batter's box? I mean, good Lord. But now that he's got his location honed in a little bit more and all of his, his uh, pitches uh, and the pitch that he bounces up there, he's devastating. So if you, if you can push Ranger back – and pray for seven. And it's not like Arizona was on to us, okay? I mean, his pitching line was impeccable tonight. You know, three uh, three hits, no runs, a walk, seven strikeouts, and 69 pitches. Three, zero, one, seven, 69. Are you kidding me? 
where's the weakness to get him out in 5.1? Listen, he's not going to go to his rotation spot anyway. So keep him the hell in there and ring him out for another full inning and just push everybody back. I mean, I I know that we've got some spots here with this kid, you know, Kirker and whatever his name is, but I didn't think tonight was a spot for him at all. And uh, and that's not because he got lit up like a like a torch, uh, not at all. He did get lit up like a torch. I just didn't think that was a good spot for him, not at all. The pressure of that away, yeah, you know, kind of a pivotal game. Three zero, it's over. Two one, it's not. I, I mean, Suarez out, him in was just, in my opinion, horrific. Um, that that it's a game that you, you say they could have won, but when you got three hits and three walks. Um, you're not close to winning the ball game. Although, if the Phillies had done a, a couple things differently, I think they could have manufactured a run. You know, when they got two on, nobody out, they're not going to bunt. I, my phone blew up. Why aren't they bunting? Because the Phillies don't believe analytics that you give up an out for a run. And you're the away team, so you don't hold lumber and all that stuff goes into it. I think that's all BS, but it's based on your personnel. It's based on the game. It's based on the other team's pitcher. Um there's times I think a bunt has a place in baseball. But hats off to uh, Arizona. They stepped it up. They made a good switch today. Get Marte batting leadoff. He's a stone cold player. I love the kid. I've always loved the kid. And uh, Carroll's been a complete flop in the NLCS. But Marte is just a stone cold, pure baseball player, man. He gets the game. If you notice the last at bat when he knocks in a winning run, how he kind of. Shortens up the swing a little bit. The ball's over his head. He swings at a ball, but he knows he can get it out there to serve it to the outfield. That's all he had to do. Did his job. Um, but I think the the part that warrants conversation. And yeah, Kimbrel struggled again. Nobody felt good about him tonight. It just he's been on the brink of disaster, and he's pitched out of it. You know, but. When when you're when you start walking people, you're you're going to you're going to have trouble. But but here, I try to come away with the key points of the of each game, and obviously the game that the guy uh, flat whatever his name is for Arizona, uh, I still say it, it sounds like fart, but anyway, kid pitches butt off, uh, no pun intended, and it's first time looking at the guy and. Uh, and he was he was he was dotting it, man. He was he was hitting the black, um, moving the ball around. Very smart, very smart pitch selection, and uh, had good control and um, had a sneaky quick fastball, and uh, gave us fits. Now the Phillies are apt to do that. I put out a little census, little poll to the to the uh, the the fine wine group I have of, of about eleven guys in one room and I said, okay, after all this offense, is this sustainable? Will they go into Arizona and continue to average uh, better than five and a half runs per game? You know, I think it, 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 it was 10, I think it was seven. Yes or no, simply yes or no, no explanation, yes or no. And I think it was six yeses and four no's. And tonight, the, the nose <laughs> win that by a long shot. And that is that they would do a 180, a complete pancake, a complete opposite of what they've been doing offensively. That's what they did tonight. Teams do that. The Phillies do that. They seem to own that. But it happens in baseball. 
it's a thing. You know, you got the home. What the 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 bank means, the Phillies psyche right now. You can't weigh that. You can't measure what playing at home means to Phillies when you hear everybody talking about the greatest home field advantage in the history of modern times. Okay, only Ben Hur had a better home field advantage. Okay, and I think he lost in the final chariot race. I mean, when you when you leave there, therefore, there has to be a tremendous psychological disadvantage just adjusting, you know, back to the road. They haven't played a lot of road games, so. You know, you just kind of felt that they could be flat. But if there's an antidote to being flat, it's tomorrow night. This guy pitching for the um, Arizona, who sounds like a, a fishy catch out in the in the, uh, in the uh, North Atlantic. You know, Joe Manope, whatever his name is. We torched this guy the other night. One inning, we had about 12 hits and eight runs. I'm exaggerating, but we really beat this guy up unmercifully. I, I just checked the box score. He's tomorrow night's starting pitcher. Um, boy, you talk about loving the Phillies early. I don't think he finishes the second inning. I really don't. He has not pitched more than two innings all season. Um, he's been a relief pitcher, so I mean, we should we should come out, you know, hot tomorrow night, loaded for bear, and atone for three hits and three walks. It was a day off. Can't make too much of it. You know, the the, the bats weren't there tonight. The other guy did a nice job pitching. Every once in a while, you say hats off. So we say hats off. But what's got my Irish butt broiled tonight is this not protecting Harper. And you're seeing a classic example of what we talk about as coaches about being protection. This is such a lack of protection, having a ball mob in back of Harper. So tonight, Harper goes in a sequence where he goes through eight pitches and then four pitches, eight pitches in the seventh. Four and a ninth without a strike. And Harper is too damn aggressive. He'll take his walks as you see each game. He does. But he's just too damn aggressive not to be offering. So he's going to swing out of the strike zone to try to, because when he does barrel the ball, it's going to be good results. Harper gets frustrated, of course. He wants to hit. He'll start chasing a little bit. It's It's got all bad tenets, this move. And, you know, Robbie can... He may win manager of the year, and, and everybody loves him, and that's great. I'm not taking away from that. You still get paid. A, you get paid a paycheck to do what's right every single time you manage. You don't get. You don't earn good guy credits for being up to, no, oh, well, I'm up 2-0 in a series, so I can mess around with this, or I can try that and put Kirkering in. You have to manage each game as if it matters. Now, I can understand managing for tomorrow night's game. I get that. I've done that. But... In terms of not fixing your lineup, and I have a sneaky suspicion, although he does not like to pivot when the going is tough because he thinks that's when the players get shown up. But I have a funny feeling, I have not heard this on the radio or anything, that tomorrow night you will not see a ball and bat and forth. Now let's stay tuned. Let's see if I'm right. I'm way out in the limb because you know that uh, Skip doesn't do that stuff ever. But I think tomorrow, I think the internal pressure from the C-suite is going to be relentless. They're going to know that Harper didn't get a strike in 17 pitches or something. But the last 12, all balls, right? Because they'd rather walk Harper than deal with ball. And, and you know, who knows? I mean, I know he had a hit tonight, ball. And nobody else hit, so maybe not the greatest time to cite that. But 
everybody gets my point. You got to protect them, and you got players that could do it. JT's hot as a firecracker right now. You damn well know. Cassidy could be up there. You know, Marsh, just put a productive player in that at bat right now in contention lineup. And hopefully, you know, we're running out of time. If we make it to the World Series, not as much. We extend it back out a few more games, right? But hopefully the move with Schwarber and the leadoff bat from a technical standpoint, nothing against Schwarber. I actually love Schwarber, okay? I've said that many times. But hopefully that doesn't come back to roost and, and, and burn us with him in the leadoff spot. You know, it's great that he's at home, hitting these prolific home runs and getting the crowd going. That's terrific. I applaud all that. But he should be batting fourth doing that. And that solves two problems. It puts Schwarber where he damn well belongs, fourth, and he protects Harper and makes Harper a better net-net result player. I mean, that's just, you know, all boats rise, man. So, and you got a guy for leadoff because if there's if there's more a utopian player right now for leadoff than Turner. I don't think they get Turner out the rest of the series. He's just so on everything being thrown to him. What kind of lineup you could have possibly right now if you just rush it, ambush the other team to start off with Turner, Harper, Casty, then imagine two on, one out, and now you got Schwarber up. Where are you going to put him now? You think you have to pitch around him leading off. Well, you really don't. If you walk him to lead off the game, that's not an automatic run. Far from it when he's a plug. But when you got first and third, one out, and Schwarber's up, now we're going to pitch to him. And that's the point you should hear. And that's the point that's correct, by the way. Some of this is opinion. Some of it's not. I don't think it's my opinion. I'll stand on that. I'll stand behind that. I'll validate that. I'll give you your warranty, money back, lifetime warranty. That's the right lineup, okay? And you may tweak it, you know, against certain you know, pitchers. Uh, little things tonight that you, when you unpack a tight game, a one-run loss, I've told you before, you go to bed with the, with the uh, scorebook and unpack a million different things they could have done, a million different things they could have done. Uh, you noticed Arizona faked the bunt on one sequence, brought the third baseman up, brought Baum up four feet, five feet, and the guy hit a ball right past Baum's backhand. If he doesn't fake the bunt and Baum is back five feet, it's an out the way he's been fielding. They earned that double by the fake bunt. Uh, they did a couple things tonight smart. What they didn't do so smart was run the bases. I'm 70 years old, not quite, and I've watched uh, 5,000 baseball games, coached another 2,000. I've never seen infield up, ground ball to short, turn double play, runner still at third. I've never yet seen that on everything sacred to me i've never seen it happen so what happens there young guys ladies and uh, kids and all that what happens in that play you bring the infield up you kind of have to bring the infield up turner makes a, a good play not a great play i call it routine got push, push back routine play for a pro shortstop and what he does he looks quick he's got time so he looks quick to third that freezes that that's an implant puts the runner in an implant then he fires for second. The second he releases to second base, the runner at third base has to break. And if that gets the throw home, then you've got a 6-4-2 play going on, which is unusual. It's the longest throw in baseball in the infield, often not on the plate. It's got to be running the plate for that runner to be out. And he may well be out with the delayed start because he just got, he just got implanted on the check. 
throw to second, and then you're breaking, and they're going to throw home. But you get if you're dead out, you get to run down and let the runner move up to second, uh, and li- maybe live to tell about it. But to have to let the Phillies turn to double play, check the runner, so you got defensive plays made, check runner at third, turn double play, runner at third doesn't advance. <laughs> that can't happen to Arizona. And they had a couple other base running blunders too where they came home uh, on a ball they should have checked on and it could have gotten a run down and, and had runners move up. But they come back and win a game. And uh, a pivotal game, although I do not like them um, tomorrow at all a little bit, but it gives them a chance to go two and two. Then I don't like that they're going to keep nullifying uh, Gallon with Wheeler. I would not have set it up that way from the beginning. I, w- I would have done it in reverse with everybody rested. And it may sound like we're conceding, but I would not have continued to match up my ace with Wheeler, who's unbeatable right now. To me, you negate the uh, uh, impact of Gallon when you put him head-to-head with Wheeler. I, th- I think that's dumb baseball. Um, when we played double headers and we were up against, you know, some of the pitchers that were all Americans, I won't divulge too much here, but trust me, I found out a way to find out, find out who, who's pitching what game. And I matched my all state pitcher up with the game. We knew we could win when we needed to win it to get advanced to the, to the, um, the playoffs. Uh, I just think that it's not smart to, to match gallon and wheeler up. We'll see how that plays out. Not a whole lot else to uh, to talk about. Um, you know, it's kind of a lackluster game. Exciting last three innings. The um, there's a couple um, nice, really nice play by by JT. When they that's the other thing I want to talk about. When they, when they steal, steal on Kimbrel, the running start, JT has no play. So when you see that happen, you know you know that that's not. Uh, that's certainly not on on JT. That's that's on the pitcher, and there's there's not much that we can do about that. So it's uh, it's on to tomorrow night. Uh, Astros are currently up ten three, so they've gone into Texas, taken two games. So the Astro bats have uh, certainly woke up, and uh, they'll either team will be a formidable if we win. If we win, if we hold on here, either team will be a formidable opponent. Um, but with the Astros having the one lights out pitcher and the offensive waking up, the offense waking up a little bit. Personally, I'd rather see Texas, who lacks the starters depth, and uh, and Houston's got a couple guys that are that are seemingly lights out. So I think we match up better against Texas. But let's get this Arizona series taken care of first. And uh, I don't think you'll see our boy Kirkering again. Uh, I don't know if they'll carry him in the World Series roster again if we get there. Um, Alvarado, I mean, he's got a terrible ERA in the postseason. Just horrific. I'm embarrassed to repeat it. Zero. Imagine calling home, talking to your dad who couldn't make it to the game. Hey, how'd you do tonight, son? They did pretty good, dad. I pitched two innings. He's got me pitching two innings now. I gave up, you know, a walk, one hit, and, uh, so, and, uh, so what's your what's your ERA, son? Uh, Dad, I don't, I don't have one. It's zero. Yeah, I mean, it's just so great to see him back. 
And we're going to have to be very, very cautious about how we use Kimberly the West of the way out because it's just, it's it's a shaky situation. The bullpen's been doing great, but you had other options tonight. You had Sir, I mean, you had everybody, right? So I I just don't agree with the, and I know it's easy with the with the pitching rotation in the bullpen because if a guy does a job, you say great move, and if the guy doesn't do the job, you say he should have been this other guy. I try not to do a lot of that because it's so easy to second guess all that when it's over it's easy to second guess all that uh, i try to stay away from that as much as i can but the thing that disturbs you about tonight's game a lot is the harper having to fend for himself swinging out of the strike zone and having bomb up there for it that's got to change and i have a sneaky suspicion you're going to see it different tomorrow night so uh, that's a wrap uh, this is the baseball playoffs. It's not supposed. Was it designed to be a sweep? So um, fingers crossed for tomorrow night. Better things. Bats hopefully wake up. Always hard to bounce off the the turf for the three hitter. That doesn't give you a ton of hitters confidence for the next night. But whatever they lack in hitters confidence, you have to go back and look at the video. The last time they faced this guy, you know, uh, Manaphy or whatever his name is. I'll I'll destroy this thing. Uh, I'll have him named every different aquatic fish in the ocean by the time it's done. Uh, and see, I mean, they were, they just ambushed the guy. And uh, if he's really the starter tomorrow night, I don't think he sees mid, mid second inning if we don't knock him out in the first. I know that's awful. That's a lot of optimism right there, right? Tough game, not totally unexpected. I, yes, was one of the voters that said, no, the Phillies would not continue this offensive uh, juggernaut, that it was not sustainable, and it would do a 180. Uh, we didn't define what 180 meant, but basically the bat's going silent, and that's three hits, the bat's one silent. I was, I was on that side of the craps table getting blamed by one of the guys in the room for casting a negative spell over the Phillies by me having that pole, which is kind of hilarious in its own right. But we're all superstitious ex-players and coaches, so we don't try not to do any of that stuff, right? But uh, I think you'll see the bats return tomorrow night. Um, yeah, October, what a, what a great month. And uh, knowing that there's another game tomorrow night is fantastic. Uh, we're in Arizona for three. Uh, so we can actually still wrap it up there. We forget that there's 2-3-2. Two, so there'll be three games there, one played, two left. And um, just looming over in the distant clouds there, hills just having just having Wheeler and Nola on the horizon is enough to give anybody a lot of confidence, man, because they're just so sweet right now. I mean, it's unbelievable to know you got those aces in, in, in your pocket. So And with a 2 nothing lead in the series, I don't think the game tonight is that damaging. Uh, because I think we definitely split one of the next two. So if we do that and we come back with a 3-2 advantage into Philly, well, get the champagne on ice, baby. Although they're doing beer now, and uh, I think in lieu of champagne, who knows. That's it over now from high atop the west side. Sorry about a little bit of the uh, downtrodden voice tonight, but uh, under the weather was something. I got to go figure it out. As mom said, plenty of Lipton uh, chicken noodle soup. Uh, she used to say broth only, and I used to beg for the noodles. Missed my sidekick, uh, Bud. Everything's going well with him and Emily. 
So that's a wrap. That's a wrap. And uh, we'll talk to you uh, after tomorrow night's game, after tomorrow night's win. I feel really good about that. Let's take it on out of here and uh, look forward to having you back uh, after the big win uh, tomorrow night in Arizona. It was 103 outside the stadium tonight. Thank God for the roof. That's a wrap. Later, guys. Come on.